The forests of India are beautiful places to forage for nutritious greenery. Though the fantastic foliage looks tasty, it may be concealing a predator that's equally appetized by you. If you're a deer that's detected a dastardly ne'er-do-well, what can you do to protect yourself? Such is the plight of the Indian muntjac, but sometimes a borrowed tactic is the right one for the job in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, uh, Tristan Taylor... Carol Raspolich, Jesse Raspolich, and uh, Paul Chomo. Sorry, I've got the list here. Um, thank you so much for your contribution. It's uh, it's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And today we're talking about a deer whose bark is worse than its bite. But more on that later. I don't know. Its bite is pretty pretty powerful, especially it's if you're type. grass. Eighty damage. Um. No, I'll, I'll, it eats more than grass. Talk about that in a second. Ooh. But yes, we are talking about the Muntjak. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it. Muntjak? Muntjak. 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 I like Muntjak. It's probably Muntjak. Uh, it is. It's it's Indian. It's Indian moon jock. So yeah, it probably is moon jock and not moon yak because that would be more Scandinavian sounding with the y in the in the j. Um, but it's also known as the barking deer, the rib-faced deer, the kakar, and the mastriani deer. Ooh. But I think we're mostly going to call it the barking deer here. Or the Mundiak. The Mundiak definitely sounds like a cryptid. It does sound like that. I'd gather around and hear the legend of the Mundiak. <laughs> it comes in at night and uh, and barks in your face and disrupts your family dinner. Mm-hmm. And then it goes away. It's actually not that big of a problem. What you really need to look out for is the Wittnigo. <laughs> um... But we're going to call it here, so it's called the Barking Deer, Rib-Faced Deer, Kakar, or Mastrani Deer, but we're also going to call it here the the Deer Hunter, <laughs> which is that, what I, I said earlier, you, were, the only, you might be the only one to, to know that reference. It's a band. Yeah. Um, also known as the Carnivore Barker. <laughs> but before we go any further, let's taxonomize this. Because we have to know what kind of uh, gobbledygook words science uses to classify this. I know some of those words. Yeah, like the first one. The kingdom you know, love, and are in. Animalia. 
Phylumus cordata, the class is mammalia, because it's a deerish thing. It's a deer. Um, the order is Artiodactyla, so it is an odd-toed ungulate. Um, and the it's an even-toed ungulate. No, even-toed ungulate. Sorry, what was it? I forgot what the odd-toed ungulates were called, but this even-toed ungulate. Um, the family is Cervidae, so that is deer, basically. Subfamily is Cervidae. That's definitely deer. The tribe is Muntia. I want to say this is well, it sounds Italian, so Muntiacini. <laughs> because of, like there's the C I N I Chini, but maybe it's Muntiacini. Mm-hmm. But that's not fun to say. Um, the genus is Muntiacus, and the species is Muntiac or Munt Muntjac Munt Muntjac. Like we mentioned earlier. So, Muntiacus, Muntjack. I don't like saying that. I want to say Muntiac. That's more fun. But yeah, so since we're uh, in the business of naming things and business is good, it's time for my favorite part of the show Critter Groups. Oh, part of the show. Oh, dang. So, this Sunday. Okay, earlier, I have to tell you this. Okay. It, though it pains me. Earlier in the year, a couple that I, that Johanna and I are friends with brought uh, one of their friends to church. And um, I was talking to Jamie, patriarch of the well-known clan of uh, longtime supporters, uh father of the voice of the stinger um and he that's, a, that's one way to to say those things yeah he uh, he he mentioned the the po- this podcast to this woman and uh she went and listened to it and came back this sunday and she said i listened to the podcast i love the ep- the the part of the show when you say the 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 groups that the animals are in, she loves yeah. the, this. She her favorite segment is critter groups. I I mean I knew we had legitimate critter groups fans when we <laughs> ran that poll like a billion years ago. Um, they just weren't as numerous, or uh, I didn't pay them enough to vote. <laughs> Um, I, I, I didn't pay anyone. I just whipped the votes. Hard. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening. Even though you like the your favorite segment is not the correct favorite segment to have. What you like is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> your, no, your, don't shame them for liking the best part of the show. Your personal opinion is wrong. The part of the show where I ask... Welcome to... Uh, yeah. Critter groups. <laughs> Part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and the question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal? What is the term of venery? What is a collective noun? It's all the same. If you saw a group of deer, we've covered deer before, but we have not done this collective noun. If you saw a group of deer, would you say that's a, a bilto of deer, b, a rangale of deer, c, a yerp of deer, or D, a thram of deer. 
A yurte, a thram, a what is the the, the <laughs> multiple syllable one? No, bilto is the first one. Yeah. The second one is rangale. Rangale. The C is yurp, and D is thram. Rangale, final answer. Uh, ding ding ding! <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Why did, did it have so many syllables when the other ones were monosyllabic? Because all of them sounded like things I could just come up with. <laughs> That's th I thought I thought you would pick Thram for sure. No. <laughs> There's too many syllables for a term of entry, so it has to be that one. Ugh. I should I actually as soon as I said Rangale and I went on to to Europe, I thought about like right now adding some random syllables onto Europe. <laughs> Like your pot, your pata, or something like that. <laughs> to see if that would, because <laughs> I was like, oh no, Rangali is 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 stick, kind of sticking out like a sore, thr sore thram. <laughs> <laughs> but I like thram. If it's not already a term of entry, I want it. I want it to be a term of entry for something that doesn't already have one. Thram is good. Yeah. Would you like to know what this thing looks like? Sure. Well, there isn't much to say. The barking deer definitely looks like a totally normal deer with absolutely no demonic Wendigo features whatsoever. <laughs> On to the next segment. No, it's uh, it actually has more of an antelope figure than a deer figure, I think. Uh, it's got short red-brown hair. Some would say fur, but uh, I'll say hair. Um, it's got long, thin legs and short white tail. Kind of like white-tailed deer. Their legs tend to be darker especially for males, they have darker fur on them. Um, they have wider underbellies and necks, and the coloration actually changes with the seasons. But there's quite a bit of sexual dimorphism, and that means that the males look very different from the females. Um, so males have what I can only describe as a baboon demon deer face. Uh, they have uh, black fur on their nose and forehead, um, but their skulls are very well defined <laughs> yes um it, it, they create these like really sharp uh contours around their cheekbones and foreheads almost like they're wearing some sort of like mask over their face um they also have these Which two fleshy folds in between their eyes that look like rolled up play-doh cigar slugs and uh, but th these are these are scent glands, large scent glands. A lot of what um, the 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 Mundiac does for its territory is it's able to uh, to market with scents, and then it's able to you know easily tell from a distance whose whose territory is is whose. Um, but they look really weird. These like Plato slugs in the middle of their 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 crazy death mask. Um, they also have a pair of antlers, the bottom half of which are covered in this layer of skin and fur um, called, uh, these, these things are called pedicels. Fine. Make of that what, what you will. So they basically look like normal deer except for their face slugs and hairy horn tubes. <laughs> and... Uh, females on, in the contrast, I have much more of a cute deer aesthetic. So there's, uh, there's Clarice and then there's the Wednigo. 
males and females you can you can spot them from a distance um but these are these are actually relatively small for being in the deer family but how small are they joe good question welcome to the beloved measure up segment the official listener's favorite part of the show unless we forget the part of the show where we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz for, that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you said an audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words, or bleating, or making a, or barking the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week, so we're going to delve into the archives uh, to revisit our greatest hits. <clears throat> so. Last week, it the podcast was so easy to edit, and I think we were just we were just on the ball. Every once in a while, it's like hitting a baseball in the perfect sweet spot. And, yep, and it feels like it didn't even touch the bat, but it goes into the next uh, county. Um, and the and whenever sometimes I think. The, the reason for that is that we get listener interaction and it just gasses us up. It puts fuel in our yeah, tanks. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and last week we oh. we got to hear from Nora and she told us a story about spider goats. So send in your animal stories. Send in your measure ups. Send in... Uh, it helps us be better hosts. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it helps joe with the editing oh yeah it definitely does uh no dead air just just smooth sailings uh but we we don't forget our roots you know so let's go back to one of the earliest measure up intros on record without further okay. ado the listener's favorite part of the show Hey, I recognize that voice. <laughs> do you? It says yes, new, new, new record. Oh, this might have been like the second or third measure up ever. Yeah, we started the we started the segment, and we're like, nobody's setting in measure ups. Bibby, <laughs> I need you to record one, please. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had to we had to farm our uh, our, our loved ones. Our inner circles. We, we we actually had to farm them because we are farmers. Yeah. Bump it up, bump up, bump. Thank you farmers. for that measure up, and for uh, letting uh, Carlos uh, have his deluxe studio. Uh, and for yeah, yeah, yeah. and and for on several occasions having to bathe one child while keeping another one. From dying. <laughs> That's why we do these later, so that she doesn't have to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. But she did but have to help. do it a few times, and we 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 are eternally grateful. Yes. Um, sweet. Let's talk about length. They're between eighty nine uh, to one hundred and thirty five centimeters, which is in American uh, thirty five to fifty three inches. 
We're recording this after the fourth. There's a meme going around where like somebody mentions kilometer and then like somebody like in very patriotic fashion screams, what is a kilometer? Because we don't know what that is. Is it, is the way they say it patriotic or the fact that they said it patriotic? It's usually like somebody with a lot of like patriotic clothing or maybe some sort of, uh, some variation on a George Washington looking person. Got it. Okay. I'm sure that he, George Washington, knew what a kilometer was. How many barking deer could fit in the longest tunnel kiln in the world, lengthwise? Tunnel kiln? Yeah. Like a... Like a fireplace? Yeah. Well, here's a hint. A tunnel kiln is a factory furnace that's used to heat materials that are passed through it continuously. The longest one ever is in India's Carbonics Technologies in Dahij. It's the kiln of the long flame. That's the secret final level to Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, long. Hmm. Tunnel. I'm going to say 150 feet. 150 feet divided by 53 inches. 150 feet times 12 inches divided by 53 inches, which is 34. That that can't be right. But uh, yeah, I'm going to say 34 um, barking deer. The correct answer is 163 barking deer. Oh my gosh, it's a lot lot longer than I thought. The kiln is 720 feet or... 219.4 219.4 meters long. I, mean, I was like, I, I, I think of things in stories. Oh, like, uh, like stories. <laughs> you mean like, uh, of a like J.R. Tolkien stories. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so I think of like 150 feet is a 15 story building. I'm like, that's really long. Put that on its side, and that's like a, that'd be a huge factory furnace thing 720 feet is a huge factory furnace thing yeah so i was thinking like 150 feet would be huge and then 720 feet is just is just so much huger yeah i mean but think about like stuff like how long how many miles it takes to orbit but how many miles it takes to get to like orlando what it just vertical space feels a lot taller than horizontal space feels long yeah like the the iss is only like 250 miles away and it's like yeah sure that's that's a trip to disney world it's a little longer than that i think it's like a it's like a four-hour drive yeah trip to ten and uh or 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 to space, <laughs> or that's how far space. We can go away. to Tampa. Space we can away. go to we can go to Cape Canaveral, or space. <laughs> <laughs> we could take four hours to get to Cape Canaveral, and then we could just start driving vertically for another four hours, and then we make it to space. No problems. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that let's seems talk weight. Really far away. Let's talk weight. We're thirty nine libs, or seventeen conservatives just kidding 39 (laughs) pounds or 17 kilograms i wasn't gonna say Um, anything how many munt jacks go into the record-breaking burmese python that was captured in the florida everglades this summer i'm pretty sure i know this one uh, last week i think two weeks ago 
I saw I saw this. I think it was 18 feet, if I remember right. Well, here's a hint. The python is the heaviest snake ever caught in Florida. Oh, wait. It's weight. Not- yeah. Uh, it was found with an adult white-tailed deer in its digestive system. Um, it also has a belly. It, it had a belly full of 122 eggs. How many feet did you say it was? 18 feet. <laughs> yeah. So you've got the the feet, the length right. So let's see if you can. Yeah, get but what is the weight, weight right. with the deer? You know what? I'm just gonna do. I'm gonna have same number for both questions. 150. 150 muntjacks? But it had a whole deer in it? Oh, probably a baby one, right? A full-grown white-tailed deer. Okay, well, that's probably 150 pounds on its own. <laughs> uh, um, well, I'm not sure. Well, like, I don't know how, how digested it was. They might I have just it. found bones. Um, I'm going to say 400 pounds. How heavy okay. did you say that the Muntiac was? 39 pounds or 17 kilograms. All right, so 10. 10 Muntjacs. Final answer. Final answer. The correct answer was 5.5. Darn it. The Python What was weighed... the last time I got a nursing school <laughs> pass fail? The python weighed 215 pounds, and it was, like you said, 18 feet long. See, I would imagine that a full-grown white-tailed deer would weigh 150 pounds on its own, but maybe it had been mostly digested by that time. All right, let's do some fast facts before we get into the major fact. So the uh, Indian Mundiac, or the barking deer, um, although barking deer is the entire genus, so we're, but I imagine that's what the major fact is about um, but this particular species lives in southeast asia which include and so this includes everything from china india burma thailand vietnam laos cambodia indonesia malaysia pakistan i'm um, probably forgetting some but yes the entire <laughs> most of southeast asia not all the way out into um like Papua New Guinea or any of that stuff, but um, definitely in the southeastern region. They live near uh, water in dense forests, um, but they also, you know, will roam out into the hill country, into the grasslands. Um, They are omnivorous. They eat a lot of grass and fruit and seeds, but they will also eat bird eggs. Mm. And even small mammals. Yeah. It is a deer. Yes. That is a predator that eats small. (laughs) It has actually pretty pronounced canines. Uh, If you go back to our water deer episode, which is basically just a normal deer, but with giant saber tooth vampire fangs. um, This, the barking deer also has some pretty significant canines, but not, not to the, not like tusks. They don't come out of its mouth like that but uh it's enough to kill small animals which is why i called it the deer hunter and also the carnivore bark barker you didn't you may not be aware of this but in one of my 
um, episode intros, I mentioned that deer sometimes eat birds, like white-tailed deer. Which episode was that? Uh, it was uh, it, the the subject was something that eats weird stuff, and I said sometimes this animal eats this and this animal like wolves sometimes eat grass and deer sometimes eat birds you know and i found out that deer will sometimes eat animal like matter and they'll like eat the bones and all because they're looking for calcium i'm just like i i just can't imagine a deer that like would hunt a squirrel (laughs) If you go watch the that I can't remember what episode it was, but if you go watch the video version of it, I found a video um, of a deer eating a bird, and I put it on there. Horrifying! It I looks mean, like a lot of an- it looks like a Disney birds. movie, like a, with a dirt, a bird like nuzzling a bird with its nose, and then all of a sudden it just picks it up and swallows it all. <laughs> that's the best kind of disney movie <laughs> the one that subverts expectations yes ryan johnson directed <laughs> um so yeah this these are uh they're omnivorous um barking deer are active uh during the day uh and but they're also active at night when they're in the wild um but in captivity they tend to be crepuscular which means they like dawn and dusk mostly, mm-hmm. um, which is odd because I would think it'd be the other way around. Because te- he likes dusk and dawn. From dusk till dawn, yeah, they like that. That's subverting expectations because that's that's Quentin Tarantino's uh, mo. Um, but the like, I would think that an animal in the wild would be more likely to be crepuscular or nocturnal, um, in order to avoid predators or high tra- high predator traffic times of the day um and then if they're in captivity then they're more active in the day and night when it doesn't matter about predators but this seems to be the opposite hmm. uh they do have territories that they mark with their scent glands um but they are not super territorial they don't uh they will fight over females or males will fi- fight over females um, but they don't instantly attack other males uh in 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 their territories and sometimes their territories overlap um and overall they're they're not like they don't form large rangales um but uh it usually gets up to be about like four or five individual barking deer um and that's all i got for the fast facts i will hand it over to you pass that baton for the major fact Okie dokie. Well, isn't it funny that Ryan, even Ryan Johnson's first name subverts expectation in the way it's spelled? <laughs> it's R-I-A-N. <laughs> he was born to subvert expectations. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into the major fact. I'm calling barking from the wrong source. Um, okay. I could have just called it barking up the wrong tree. You could have done that too. Uh, barking deer are so called because their call sounds remarkably like a bark. Let me, in, in fact, let me play this for you because it is quite remarkable how bark like it is. Quite rebar- remarkable. 
If you do say so yourself. And I do. You know I do. Indeed. It, it It's a Wendigo. It's a Wendigo. <laughs> it is 100% uh, a spirit monster. That's a skinwalker. Pretending to be a dog. Um, let's, uh, deer are no strangers to vocalization, uh, but they typically are described as bleeding, bleating or bellowing like a typical herd animal. Um, but deer usually make sounds during the rut for the purposes of mating. But why does the barking deer bark? Muntjacks were once thought to use their barks for two purposes for the rut, and as an alarm bell. But researchers now believe that these barks may only be used to signal that a predator is near, and they don't even use it for the rut. Um, hmm. When they hmm. detect a predator nearby, they start uh, barking to let others know that something wicked this way comes. But <laughs> why do prey animals even do that? Have you ever thought about that? Why do prey animals warn each other that animal? Isn't it better for you if a per, like one of your, like Daryl over there gets eaten and not you? I guess so. Yeah. But, uh, well, first of all, the ensuing chaos makes it easier for individuals to escape. Like Tom Cruise after crash landing in a vague foreign powers military base. Um, so like, okay. like zebras, you know how, like when they're moving around, it confuses lions based on their like uh pattern disruption and stuff like that. Um, so it's hard for them to pick out or school of fish. So it's better for everyone to be in chaos mode. Um, but it is believed that barking deer also do it to tell ambush predators like tigers that they are no longer hidden and they may as well give up. So it's basically like you just start screaming, bar- scream barking like you just heard. And uh, it's like saying to the tiger, the jig is up. The jig is up. Yeah. So when a muntjack starts barking, they may continue barking for more than an hour, totally ruining your stealth mission. <laughs> it's an insta filled stealth mission, the worst kind. Yeah. So barking may sometimes be a bluff. It's more frequent in low visibility, which means they they may start barking when they think a predator is close by, even if they don't know where the predator actually is. So if they hear or smell a predator and they can't see it, then they'll still they'll bark for a long time. As a be to be like Oh, no, 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 I know where you are. I, I know exactly where you are. Don't even try it. <laughs> they're bluffing. They're looking the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan. But yeah. Interesting. Well, I feel like they should also use this opportunity to uh, to run away. To bark for an hour and run away. <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> Because once the predators get wind of the idea, they're like, "Oh, oh wait, you're just you're just making noise. 
You're just a you're just a Twitter user. You you don't got any sting. <laughs> you just you just you want to hear yourself talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat you now. I'm gonna eat you. Did you talk about yeah, no. their um, weird little eye nostrils at all? <laughs> yeah the 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 Play-Doh cigar slugs on their face, oh. the scent, gl- scent glands, their scent receptors. Uh, interesting, interesting. They do have like weird second nostrils under their eyes. They are po- post-orbital scent glands, which means it is after eyes it's after eyes were at the height of the genre's prominence like post grunge post hardcore yeah instead of ant ant orbital <clears throat> all right yeah that was the uh, the indian muntjak munt muntjak the, uh, the barking deer uh, so for you out there in Podcastia, mark your territory. Go eat some bird eggs and small mammals if you can catch them. And bark warnings to your fellows like the barking deer. You're in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. But ultimately, it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. That one's going to be a nightmare to edit.